You're listening to the Christ-Centered Conversation Podcast, where we share and hold conversations to engage, empower, and enliven. We hope you enjoy this episode. God bless. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast on Christ-Centered Conversations. So this is the second episode of our Everyday Holiness series, and it's me here, Nicole. So the saint that I'm going to be talking about today, as you can see from the thumbnail, is St. Catherine of Siena. And when I was actually researching about her and looking at her spirituality, I realized that there is no time better than now than to really discuss, you know, who she was and who she represents. Because she was born actually during the Black Death, also known as the Bubonic Plague, and now we are living through very, very strange times in this current pandemic. So a lot of us have heard a lot about St. Catherine's life, you know, how she managed to bring back the papacy, right, back to Rome from Avignon, you know, in the 1300s, you know, the way that she cut her hair short as a teenager. And I identify with her actually quite a lot, you know, the more and more that I read about her. At first, I wasn't really too sure about whether I could identify with her, but as I read more and more about her life story, her spirituality, and her approach to relationship with Jesus, I was really, really, really heartened. For example, she said that, you know, her parents were pressuring her to be very ladylike and more attentive to her appearance so that she could attract her husband. And I think as a young woman, I'm I'm sure that I've always also been, you know, privy to such things where, you know, people are trying to convince me, you know, to go down, you know, a certain path or to do something uh, in a certain way, you know, in my life. But interestingly, one of the most uh, important quotes that I actually attribute to St. Catherine of Siena is, be who you were meant to be and you will set the world on fire. And set the world on fire for what purpose? Well, the heart that Catherine had was burning for someone else, right? Not, you know, someone she met at the local grocery, you know, or the local market. But no, not, you know, a human, right? Not a person, but rather for God himself, right? And she was also very known for her mysticism, right? Her dedication to prayer and a lot of her penance and charitable works, but from her very, very simple quote, it actually really, really, uh, really moves me and moves my heart to know that if we really do live up the mission and the unique identity that the Lord has for us, we will, be, we will set the world on fire and we will move hearts and stir people's faith. And one thing that I really feel you know, very moved also by, by reading about her story is when she, told, when she fearlessly proclaimed the truth and she refused to be silent through fear. I mean, because there were a lot of people, you know, that, you know, were quite critical of her. There were a lot of people that didn't really want to listen to what she had to say. But she stuck, she stuck through this, this situation. She stuck to her gun. She stuck to her principles and she kept going. And I think she's such an exemplary model for us, you know, Catholic women, you know, and men as well, you know, in terms of how we want to live our lives. But she said that nothing great is ever achieved without much enduring and I am sure that we can all attest to that whether it's during this pandemic time, you know, a lot of people are feeling very fearful about being unemployed, you know, they're facing a lot of stress and anxiety, you know, from their homes, from their workplaces. And it is really not, you know, a very, very stable and peaceful time for a lot of us. But something that Catherine really embodied, you know, was what was uh, one of these quotes, you know, from from the Bible, the verse from the Bible from Galatians, uh, uh, chapter two, verse twenty. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. 
you know, through her entire body of work, you know, all of the, you know, the writings that she had, the mystic experiences she had, you know, she even talked, you know, about, you know, this mystical marriage she, she had with, with Jesus. You know, she always actually embodied this spirit that, you know, it is not her, you know, her Catherine, but rather the fact that Christ lives within her and dwells within her. Now, she had many, many different gifts. She had the gifts of tears, right, which is, you know, this profound sensitivity. And I think something that really spoke to me, right, was this particular uh, volume, you know, that she wrote, which is called The Dialogue. And what I find very interesting about reading more about this particular volume that she wrote is that she uses a lot of imagery, right, something that I also tend to think uh, more you know, in terms, you know, the way that I think is also through images and sometimes I also try to express myself through art and I have a very deep interest also uh, as of late in sacred art. And the way that she actually presents all of these arguments in the dialogue is actually through this series of circles that teaches through layers. So, for example, Catherine describes the human soul as a tree. The tree which is made of love should be planted in the soil of humility. The marrow of the tree is patience and the branches are true discernment. So being grounded in humility and self-knowledge, a key aspect of Catherine's thought was that the soul can discern the will of God. And very interestingly, in this entire volume, the dialogue, it is just as it says it is. It is a dialogue between God and Catherine. And I find that a very, very beautiful metaphor also for the spiritual life. You know, but how prayer and, and our entire being and our entire lives is actually a dialogue, a two-way conversation with God. You know, St. Catherine has very beautiful descriptions in this particular volume, the dialogue, when she describes also the soul as a vineyard, right, where God is the gardener, but through our actions, we can work the vineyard of our soul, how we are pruned through suffering and grafted to Christ through this incarnation. For example, you know, we have heard many times before that Christ is the true vine, right, and we are, and we are the branches, right. And what I really find very important also that she actually mentions is the central image that Jesus Christ is a bridge between God and human beings. Because before sin, you know, God and humanity was divided. But now, you know, Jesus acts as that bridge, right? He has redeemed us and is our way back to God, right? So, interestingly, you know, she concludes this, you know, entire discussion with the three states of the soul and it really has helped me to meditate also about where I am, you know, personally. Because number one, she talked about serving God out of fear, which I feel is sometimes where a lot of us are. We, we, we fear judgment, you know, we fear, you know, being, uh, you know, being brought to task for the things that we have done, right? And therefore, we just serve God because we are fearful of the said consequences. And then she talks about serving God out of faithfulness, right? Faithfulness through selfishness. Those there's still some sort of selfishness. Like you, you are being faithful, but not out of true love or surrender to God's you know, grace. And the last one is serving God with no selfish interest. And this is the most difficult thing, I think, for anyone who is serving in ministry, anyone who is serving God. We find it very hard to serve Him without selfish interest because we always have this sort of intention attached to it. But we always think that, you know, it's about how many... Like this about how many people listen, you know, it's about how many people read this article and then I, I measure myself against that, you know, these are all the yardsticks and indicators. But to really move, right, beyond fear, move beyond just faithfulness, right, to move to serving God with a very, very selfless heart, you know, with no selfish interest, 
right? And it's only through God's grace that we can climb to that third step, right? And I find that, you know, a very important reflection also for all of us, you know, wherever we are right now in terms of serving Him, you know, are we able to also serve Him without selfish interests, right? To not really care about, you know, what, what, how people perceive us, whether people think that we are doing the right thing in the right way. St. Catherine really couldn't be bothered. She received, right, all of these truths from Jesus and she was motivated, you know, to actually go against the grain, right, to speak the truth, right, to not be silent, to fear, to endure also a lot of hardships and suffering and, you know, people not, you know, really believing in what she said. But she just continued, she persevered because she clung very closely to her Saviour, right? She was very deeply entwined with Christ, right? Because she said, it is not I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And it is no, no, it is no surprise that she is one of the few women doctors of the church, right? And to me, Catherine is someone that reminds me that even when I feel very helpless, right, we can be led into a deeper union with God, to become friends of God, to be in dialogue with Him. And during this time of social isolation, I think it has been a very important thing for me to wait also into her writings, to remember that even in this silence and even in this isolation, like the Lord is really inviting me and you, right, into a deeper dialogue with Him, right? And I just hope that, you know, wherever you are right now, you know, in, in your spiritual journey, you know, even if you're feeling very spiritually dry, just remember that, you know, the St. Catherine is trying to really encourage you to spark that little fire within you, right, to infuse yourself, you know, into, you know, into daily living and to be who you are meant to be because I'm confident that with that, you will definitely set the world on fire. Thank you, God bless, and I hope that you enjoy our next episode of this series as well.